Welcome to Women on Wealth, a podcast by women for women. Our mission is to empower women to embrace the discussion around wealth, demystify finance and market-related topics, and break down the emotions that surround these decisions. Your host is Julina Ogilvie, Partner and Wealth Advisor with Principal Wealth Partners. She's a certified private wealth advisor and a certified investment management analyst with over 20 years of industry experience. Hi, everyone. We're here today to talk about the intimidating B word. I hear this word and it makes me cringe. The B word that I'm thinking of is budgets. Like I should feel guilty or restrictive about how I choose to spend my money. That by budgeting, it means we're depriving ourselves of something that we want. We all deal with budgets in different capacities. I'm teaching this concept to my nine and 11 year old daughters, where they're just learning that a portion of their allowance goes into savings and why all of it doesn't go to playing Robux with their friends, which candidly has helped keep them busy during this pandemic, I won't lie. I've seen women that know by heart every monthly bill they pay from groceries to Netflix to their water bill, I've seen women that may not know the specifics by heart, but they know on average how much they spend each month. And I know women that don't know and tell me quite frankly, they don't want to know. So where do you fit in this spectrum? I just had a friend tell me about their experience. He had no idea I was working on this episode and summarized by saying that he took a hard, honest look about how he spends for the first time in his life. And he was surprised, especially during unexpected times like these, many realize that they aren't financially prepared and need to adjust their lifestyle. Incomes of all levels complain about this because to budget means you need to be honest with yourself on how you spend versus save. The number one concern we hear today as financial advisors is I want to know I have enough to retire and I don't want to outlive my savings. We know that we're living longer. This is a growing concern in the industry. And as we help our clients prepare for retirement, It's extremely important to focus on this. And yet, over 60% of Americans don't have a budget. But when you think of planning for your financial future, it starts with this B word that can be incredibly intimidating. The goal today is to help you think about how you budget your finances using a simple rule of thumb. Now, I will tell you there are endless opinions and ways on how to build a budget. I'm going to share one of the most simplistic and popular concepts to start. It's the 50-30-20 rule. The rule divides your spending based on percentages into three buckets. Your spending is determined by your gross income. This is your spending income after federal, state, local, Medicare, and Social Security taxes. In other words, it's your take-home paycheck. So let's start with the 50. This is the percent of after-tax income that you allocate to your needs. It's the spending to housing, utilities, groceries, This would also include transportation, childcare, prescription, life insurance, and debt payments such as student loans. Now, just because these expenses are essential doesn't mean that they're not flexible. Given that this is 50% of your income, evaluating these can be one of the most powerful ways to manage your budget. So that's your 50. Now let's talk about the 30 piece. The 30% represents your wants, the most obvious being your travel, shopping, dining out, and hobbies. If you truly go through this exercise, you will find that you need to differentiate your needs and wants. 
After living through this pandemic, I clearly have to place my clothing budget, hair, and nail salon as once. And unfortunately, both my Netflix and Hulu subscriptions that have become so dear to my family also as once. I believe the reason we hate the word budget is because of the 30% piece. This is where many feel restrictive if they are following a budget or guilty if they are not and choosing to spend more. This is why many women will admit that they don't want to know how they spend. Some ways to think about this. How many people do you know that grab coffee and breakfast on their way to work? If you spend $8 a day, $40 a week, multiplied by 48 working weeks a year, that's a savings of $1,920 a year all by 9 a.m. Or think about how often you buy lunch or go out to dinner during the week. Just saving one dinner a week without including alcohol can save a couple thousand dollars a year. So the 50 are your needs, the 30 are your wants, the remaining 20 are your savings. Now this piece, although the smallest allocation, I would argue is the most important. It's emotionally the hardest piece to plan for. The first one to give up and abandon when things go wrong. The majority of this should be earmarked for long-term savings. But before you fill this 20% bucket with long-term savings, make sure you have enough earmarked for your short-term needs or what's referred to as an emergency fund. To not be prepared for emergencies is hard enough, but especially when it's due to illness, death, or a job loss, it can be equally emotionally traumatic for you and the family. So first make sure that you set aside at least three to six months of essential expenses or bills. Because you may need to access this in an emergency, you want to ensure that it's liquid, meaning it's best to invest in some type of money market where it's not locked up for a certain period of time, and that the assets are not at risk to fluctuate. Once you've accomplished the emergency fund, then focus on the long term. This is extremely important, and the earlier you focus on this piece, the better. The reason is what the industry calls compound interest. Albert Einstein once said, compound interest is the eighth wonder of the world. I stated this in an earlier podcast, but think of compound interest like a snowball effect. For example, if you invest for 25 years and earn 10%, one would think that over that period, you earned 250% cumulative. 25 years times 10%, right? Because of the power of compounding, think of the interest earning more interest, earning more interest. It's not 250% that you earned, it's 985, 735% more. As Einstein so eloquently states, if you don't understand and utilize this, it can be detrimental to your savings. So start early, even if it's a small amount. It's never too early to contribute to the 20% piece. So a common question I get asked is, how do I get started? If you don't have your spending records that you can refer to, start first by tracking the last two months of your expenses and build it from there. When you think of the 50, 30, 20, the 50 for your needs and the 30 for your wants, those are maximum limits. You don't want to go higher than that. The exception is the 20. If you're saving more than 20%, then congratulate yourself. This rule of thumb is intended as a starting point and to evaluate and adjust as necessary. You don't need to micromanage every dollar you spend, 
but starting with the 50-30-20 concept on how to think long-term, and just as importantly, to feel more in control of your finances is the goal. Imagine the savings just from some tweaks when you review your budget. The result is to provide confidence and lower the stress of you and your family. So let's stop thinking about budgets as a feeling of deprivation and focus on the discipline. The guidelines that we can build can in fact enhance our lives and most important, our confidence in our financial future. Thanks for listening to Women on Wealth by Women for Women. Stay up to date by subscribing to iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. To learn more, please visit www.principalwealthpartners.com or join us on Facebook and LinkedIn.